0: Welcome back everybody, welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 10, The Lost in the Plunders And this was an episode of The Walking Dead There was some good stuff in here that I enjoyed First on that list is The Death of the Trash People You know, it was a pretty good episode and I don't think anybody Wait, I'm sorry, my music is a little loud I don't think anybody could disagree with me right now, right? Right? Great episode
1: Oh, (laughs) shit.
0: Anyways, welcome back. I'm really excited to be here to talk about this episode. Joe is not with me tonight, but he may call in and we'll hopefully get Joe's thoughts midweek at some point. If not, we will talk to him next week. But all in all, I would say this is definitely an improvement from last week. Was it completely without Walking Dead bullshit? No. There's a whole big Oceanside section in this episode if you want to talk about Walking Dead bullshit and something I really just don't care about. But we'll get into that a little bit later. I just want to focus at the beginning on some of the things I did like in this episode. I like the conclusion of the Trash People storyline. I like everything Simon in this episode. As usual, Steven uh, Auger, is that his name? I'm blanking on it. Trevor from Grand Theft Auto kills every opportunity he has on screen. And beyond any of the silliness happening or anything I don't care about or do care about, seeing him on my screen makes me smile. And I think just like Morgan in last episode, he was my shining point throughout this and watching his way of just... The scene between him and Negan and the scene between him and Jadis, I thought, were my two favorite scenes in the episode. Do I think this episode was great? I think it was one of the better ones of season 8, for good or for bad. That being said, there was still so much of it that was boring and that I didn't care about as much. And I don't necessarily like the choice of where they put every single character. And I don't like what they're doing to Aaron in the sense of I think the actor does a really good job. But they put him in the most boring, useless storylines and they give him Enid as a scene partner. There was a lot of horse shit going on in this episode, but it wasn't as boring as last week. And in an episode that I screamed for afterwards and even made a separate fucking video about the episode, the... It's just, it was a little bit of an exciting improvement. We got we got a lot of zombie action for current Walking Dead in this episode. A lot of fun little quick scenes interacting with the walker. walkers were actually maybe not a threat, but were a factor. So I thought that was kind of, kind of a little bit better in the right direction as people like Joe's not here. You're going to be all high and high. Oh yeah, I am going to be all high. You're going to be all positive. I'm not super positive and I'm not super negative. I am that this was better than last week. That's all I know right now. And, And I do, and I do think this was one of my, the better episodes of this half season. It doesn't really change my overall feeling of the walking dead, but it had me at least paying attention a little bit more to my screen. So I'm not alone though. I might be alone sitting here in my room, fucking around, touching myself under the table. No, here are my hands. But I do have with me the live motherfucking chat. The live motherfucking chat. We got Cami. We got Hannibal. We've got Jasmine. We've got Felicia. We've got Milt. We've got K. Rich. We've got Richie. Phil, you want Jadish as it, I want a Jadis trash cheeseburger. I was going with uh, Meatloaf later, but a cheeseburger works, too. Simon is my new favorite saver, says Milt. Cammie says, oh, hell yeah. Felicia, hi, everyone. Jasmine says, when Rick said, I just want her gone. Exactly what he said about Sadiq, how you ever spell his name. And I do think Rick also was speaking for people. We got Dominic in the live chat. Who? What do you think is going to happen with... Uh, Jadis after Simon killed all the scavengers do you think she's going to become a real badass now because she's got nothing else to do now I hope we never see her again but I do think she's going to be uh, Chekhov's Jadis she's going to come in at the right opportunity and take down Simon in a moment of power that he has at some point I think is what's going to happen with that Uh, will Jadis go after Rick or Simon Simon absolutely Simon I think she gets that she fucked it up with Rick I, I think the looks that I got from her, from Maude Lebowski's trash person's face over there is that she got, she she definitely, the, the room got tied t- together with that rug. The, dude, the dude's rug got pissed on. But no, I do think she is going to be going after more Simon. I think she holds him more responsible for anything. And I think it's interesting also that Simon specified that it was him, not Negan, that kind of did that situation. Richie, did you catch Simon said that Maggie got his people? I did catch that, and I do see Simon getting a lot more what Joe was calling for before. Someone that is pushing, someone that wants to uh, challenge Negan if they sense even a little bit of loss of power. Sending love to you right back from Boston to Philadelphia, Dominic. Thank you so much for popping in the live motherfucking chat. Killmonger says they need a Soprano breaking bad writers to step in. I would love to see the walk. Walking Dead do something like that, have guest writers in for a season, or do something with, since since there seems to be a lot of love between the Walking Dead staff and the Breaking Bad staff with putting the crossovers with the blue meth in, it would be interesting if you could just give Vince and his team one episode to write, and yes, I've been through it over and over again, I, I am a dirty, disgusting fanboy for everything Vince Gilligan does, so, well, for the Breaking Bad universe and that particular writing crew team. I'm not the biggest X-Files fan, but which Vince Gilligan had a lot to do with the last couple of seasons of it. Anyways, Pink Slime. Rick should have read Carl's letter to Negan over the walkie-talkie. Carl. Carl. Maybe in a couple of weeks when we get the Walking David on. Not next week. Joe's back. The week after we should have David on. David would be on. David would have been with us tonight, but he just moved out to California, and he's still in the still transitioning through his move. So we don't want to. I'm not even sure if he has cable. Can't watch. Can watch the episode or anything. But David will be with us in two weeks, and hopefully, maybe he can do that. Maybe he can simulate what it would be like for Rick to read Carl's letter to Negan over the walkie-talkie. Igor, great to see you. Quick to jump on in. Say a hello. And yay, Joe isn't here, says Jasmine. Uh, DJ Better, thank you so much for the push to get rid of that weird thing on my face. Oh, and I got to take down the live motherfucking chat right now. No, I'm never going to take down the live motherfucking chat. <laughs> you guys are fucking awesome. And let's switch over to here, to our other view, to view number two. Uh, Hannibal O'Neil has a quick PSA for you guys out there. Let's play, let's play Hannibal's PSA. I got to get some... I gotta get some PSA music kicking in here, playing while Hannibal puts a message. Let's to Hannibal's message right now.
2: Hey, this is Hannibal. I'm just uh, gonna let you guys know that uh, switch a chat from top chat to live chat uh, about a week and a half ago. YouTube um, put this thing in called top chat, which senses the uh, the chat. But you can switch it to live chat and you can get the full thing. Um, I just want everybody to know this. I've been, you know, spreading this around. Spread A lot it. of people don't know about it. Um, but uh, put it on live chat and you can hear what everybody's saying. That's all I'm trying to say. All uh, right.
0: I want Hannibal to Shit. spread everywhere. Later. Lots of love to Hannibal. The champ is here. We got great, pe- great people in the live motherfucking chat. Uh, hit 1998 Champions is here. Gee, better probably Joe isn't here because he would have gone off a whole bunch of nothing messing with time. The character's doing stupid things like trying to put out fires. Uh, you are going to get into that in a second. And I do want to, just like in this past week, if anyone saw on the channel, I did a separate review Uh, From the regular podcast of what I didn't like in this past episode. What I want to try to do with Joe this week is give you a what. What did Joe? What did Joe hate? Uh, What did Joe like about the particular podcast? Or what did Joe hate about the podcast? So hopefully we'll get to you guys that by like Wednesday or Thursday or something. It'll just be kind of like a quick 10-minute cast of Joe sharing his thoughts about this episode. And also, Ren Renwood said that, and we got Cam, we got DJ Better, we got all sorts of awesome people, we got Killmonger, Phil, you're going to do more Soprano stuff, we are definitely going to be doing more Soprano stuff, I was just talking to Matt about that the other night, they're going to be on Thursday afternoons, early afternoons, that's his best time to do it, Um, so maybe not this week, but maybe the week after Matt and I are going to do one, we're going to get back to those live watches, and then once we get through the whole series, we're hopefully speed through that, then I can do some separate stuff. Okay, so Cadigat, I agree with you a hundred percent. I was saying that at the beginning, Simon was the best part of the episode. Steven Ogg kills any opportunity that he has. This line alone was worth the price of admission for tonight. Just this:
1: oh shit. <laughs>
0: So let's continue here in the live for this uh, this episode. What well, So better action, some bad, but not invested in what's happening on screen. I think part of the problem, too, is this overabundance of cast members that they have and having to be in so many different places at so many different times. And it, I find myself not giving a crap as much as I should because the characters that I've cared about most through the series... At times, you have to wait a long time for them. And then, when they do episodes where they have everybody in the episode, your main cat, the character that you care about, doesn't really get time. So, this is where I think. It's unfortunate The Walking Dead is in a damned if they do, damned if they don't sort of situation just from a character standpoint where they're never going to satisfy everybody. But still, I see why Maggie wants off this show. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Lauren Cohen basically signed on to do another show, and I can almost see why. It's, it, we're three episodes here. Maggie Maggie's one of my favorite characters. We still haven't seen her. They show her in the preview for next week, but no, no Maggie. Whatever. I like the Negan and Simon stuff a lot. Fuck uh, fuck more trash folk, but at least we got them killed. The stop at Oceanside, no one noticed. Uh, I mean, ultimately, this episode was about the conclusion of the, or at least a progression in the trash people storyline. And then, through this episode, we get into the name thing. Where we get into the episode... I, I don't know how I feel about this. This is where I need Joe to just be like divisively say, Phil, it fucking sucked. Because I don't mind them trying things like this, and I think it almost half worked. But this goes against what I was saying last week, where they're throwing shit at a wall here with these trying to... Why did they have to do it that way? I don't mind that stuff. It reminded me a little of like Pulp Fiction American Strays kind of stuff. Whether it worked or didn't work by... Going around because I like the editing of the episode. This is what I'm going to say. I like the fucking editing of the fast-paced action. There wasn't as much draggy time because of the way they just cut it. This is over to here. This is over to here, and they moved in sort of a chronological order through the the name game shit. It just it kept actually going, progressing through the storyline. So there wasn't any weird playing with time. But I still don't understand why they had to do it that way. Why they couldn't have just interchanged it. Why can't they rely on their material? Why do they feel like they have to add these little tricks and touches to make it deeper or make it more more spe- special or something like that to add some some high art section to it or something like make it seem like an independent film. I just don't get why they needed to put that little extra thing. I think this is one of those episodes again where I talked about this a lot last week with Joe. They can do some good stuff, but then they shoot themselves in the foot because they're trying to be the cleverest kid in town. Just give us a fucking episode of watching the fucking trash people be put in the grinder and sell on that. Why do we need to stop in Oceanside tonight? Wouldn't it have been better to maybe see Maggie? I mean, I don't care about the Oceanside stuff. You're just complaining. The complaining. Yeah, I am. I'm complaining. The complaining. <laughs> I want to be nitpicky about this show because I don't think it takes a lot to make this show successful with the material and the actors that they have. It's as I said before, they shot themselves in the foot by introducing more characters and a lot of the characters that they introduced. I don't give a shit about. We don't need to waste an episode to destroy the trash people because the trash people never should have been in the fucking thing to begin with. We didn't need them. The oceanside people, same thing. Like we don't need. We don't need those. That those crews to come in so if you never introduced them and wasted time on them before you wouldn't have to go back to it to kind of tie up those storylines. And if you were just going to have Aaron disappear and stay with them and leave the storyline to go try to bring those people into the group couldn't you just have him leave and go, I'm going to go try to go to Oceanside, blah, 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 because you know ultimately what's going to happen is at the end of this season he's going to show up with the Oceanside army to save the day and turn the tides of war. So why couldn't they just have him disappear and then come back in? Do we really need to take the trip down to fucking Boringsville and and captain of characters' names I'll never learn and don't care about? Curl. I I don't know. I just think that that's where the show shoots themselves in the foot because they introduce these arcs and these Characters and this, whatever, complicate things. I get, and I'm not talking about the kingdom. I'm not talking even though I'm not the biggest fan of all of that. I just mean things like, like you didn't need to introduce Oceanside and these trash people. They just they don't fit into it. It was just more shit you needed to throw in there. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know why Aaron suddenly thinks he's a great ambassador at Oceanside. Do they have that many people adding uh, that will make a difference? No, major. No, and you're so right. Jadis could carry an episode. I actually like Simon in Jadis moments. As long as Simon's there, I think the actress definitely has skills, and I liked it when she finally dropped the trash people talk for a little while there. My only problem with with her as a character is how she's written. I think I think in some of the moments she did a lot of nonverbal cool acting at times in this episode, especially when she's when she's loading all of them into the organ grinder. It's uh, oh fuck, great. Kattegat says, this was a better episode since uh, since the last seven episodes. Dominic says, what's up with Simon when he asked Jace about the helicopter pad? She's got a helicopter. Maybe she was the helicopter we saw earlier. Is there a Dharma Initiative station there? Is, uh, do you need the numbers to get in there? Cammie, have no idea what you're talking about. Trash people, Maggie. Simon sounds fun. Sounds like a game. Can we play Simon Says? Simon plays with Maggie and Maggie pushes thick. Oh, my goodness. Up, down, left, right. Left, right. B.A. select, start. What's going on over here? Ah! <laughs> Love you, Cammie. Wouldn't it be awesome if Cammy wrote all of that? Simon mentioned something about so yeah, solar platforms and shit like that. The dialogues of the trash people is always shit. I was gonna just add shit. I hear you scratching at my door, kitty. Let me let me play a song so I can go over there. This break is brought to you by my kitty. Okay, I'm back. So, <laughs> PSA, switch from carrot top. Yeah, and, and by the way, as, as Hannibal says, if you're in the live motherfucking chat right now and you want to see all the chat, switch from live chat to top chat. For some reason, it defaults on top chat, so don't get stuck in that motherfucking thing. So, uh, so anyways, ocean Oceanside trash people are a waste of time. Yeah, especially when what you do, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me fucking wrong. I loved... Watching those fucking trash people get rolled into that organ grinder. I thought that was one of the best visual effect things that the show's done in a long time. Just from a standpoint, I was like, whoa, fucking gross. And then the <laughs> and then the meatloaf, uh, the, the, the meat splack, splatty out there. It was, it was well done and gave me what I want to get out of The Walking Dead. That was a good sort of, ah, oh, yeah, it's fucking great. Oh, yeah, sort of moment. So I appreciate that. That being said... We didn't need the fucking trash people. You could have used that sort of set piece with Rick going crazy on some saviors or some saviors going mad or Simon losing his mind and killing Father, Father Gabriel or some of, the, some of the people in Maggie's group or some of the hilltop people or some people that would actually matter to the narrative of the storyline. Unlike the fucking boring-ass ocean people and the ridiculous, how the fuck did this happen, trash, trash people dialogue. Fuck. Jadis, take me with me. <laughs> Rick, leave, bitch, leave. <laughs> so who wants some garbage pale kids? See, that's that's how you fill it up. That's you get some garbage pale kids. <laughs> so let, let me break up this action and get into. It's about time to do it. It's the recap. Recap. I recap. Motherfucking recap.
3: Fucking
0: Here we go, everybody. Let's get into the episode right now. Get into scene by scene. And we we'll want to welcome everyone in the live motherfucking chat tonight. Kat, get married, Mary, Chalkboy, Killmonger. Also mentioned we do have some call-in lines if anyone wants to call in. We'll take calls at the end of the show or in a little bit. We have a call, direct call-in line at 6. And if anyone's listening to this to the podcast later, uh, the call-in line is just during the show. The voicemail and text line can be used 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our call-in line is 657-383-1465, and our voicemail and text line is 781-990-8509. Again, that's 781-990-8509. You can call and text that line 24 hours a day. You can even drunk dial it and leave me drunk, ridiculous messages. I like them as long as you're okay with it being played on the air. And anyone that's listening to our podcast Thank you so much for subscribing to the audio cast. We, are, we have a new podcasting host. So if anyone hasn't subscribed to our audio cast, you can find us now on Podbean. Just search "Fill the Issues Guy Podbean. We should pop up. Otherwise, I will pop the link to that in the description of this video eventually or get the link for next week but you guys can find us there to subscribe to the audio cast they're just audio versions of this podcast and also some bonus stuff that we throw up there just for the audio folks so if anyone's interested in that stuff you can definitely check that out and uh yeah so that's our new home for our audio cast So, let's continue here and get into this episode, and I need to get back to my sandwich, so let me get back to technical difficulties. So, we open up on the world of the word, the world, the word Michonne, which introduces the device that's going to carry through the episode. And it's just interesting how they focused on each character, because it wasn't necessarily always a direct focus on the character. It was just, okay, we're going to start the story with Michonne, but Michonne comes in, and then we see her face as she and Rick are at Carl's grave. Saying uh, good Felicia, you better do some drunk drunk dials. And I don't care. I don't care if it's four o'clock in the morning and you're pissed off and you just want to scream and bitch into someone some into a line. It's the issues program hotline for a reason. Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you, Kilmarga. You're fucking amazing. Thank you for all the support that you have given us for so long. So let me put that crap down right there and scroll over to Push over here, push this button here. <laughs> so we open on the world, the word Michonne, and there's her face as we see Ricking her at Carl's grave, and Rick is saying goodbye, and Michonne is killing some walkers that. That should be called Rick. And then he thinks and feel Oh yeah, I said this should be called Rick. Because Michonne almost immediately when they they flash the words Michonne, they show her face, they pan out, they have her go off and kill some walkers, and then they focus in on Rick. <laughs> so it was just interesting. It should it should have just been Rick and Michonne and then come. If you're gonna do this, this is what I mean. Sloppy. If you're gonna do this, it's have it be what it actually is. Rick and Michonne, and then have Rick and Michonne get the you uh, sandwich the episode. Hey now. So then he th- he he feels. He grabs his gun and he takes it off. He, Rick says goodbye. Michonne kills some walkers and he takes his gun and he heads off over to Michonne and she looks desperate. Like she she's she's an excellent actress without saying anything and she showed it in this scene. She she says everything she needs to say just from her body language in this moment and what I actually re it should have been Michonne is doing something stupid Dominic says do you think Lauren Cohen Maggie is the next to go because she's only here to sign a contract I think Maggie's gonna die this season absolutely uh because of the contract issue I I I, you can kind of see them phasing her out and you can see the writing on the wall mentioned this a little bit at the beginning but I can I can I could absolutely understand why she's probably be like I want off this fucking show right now they don't give a fuck about my character I did like how Morgan was sad overhearing that carl or that that uh jeffrey d morgan that uh, that negan was sad the, those zooms made yet again those zooms made yet again sigh another comeback yep the zooms absolutely the overabundance of zooms it didn't i didn't mind it so much in this scene with michonne to be honest with you i i did make note of it as i said really close that we get stuck on a super close up with michonne It bothered me more in the Enid scene simply because denies so much better of an actress. I think I pronounced her name right. So she can pull it off a little bit. You need to be really good to... Be able to have like a camera that close to your face and make it not seem ridiculous or funny or just see every failure of your acting ability. So I give her credit. Michonne looks looked really cool in this episode. And I like that they're giving her more and they're giving her showing her have more. I don't know, killing things more, I guess, would be the best way of saying it. And people that watch this, will be like, you're just blood, bloodthirsty. In a certain sense, with The Walking Dead, that's the thing I enjoy the most about it. When it's full on action. Someone said it in the chat before the show so, show came up. I saw it as I was setting things up. When when it's on the road, when there's action, there's pushing towards something. For me, season one, yes, and the lead up, but the. The pinnacle, the peak point would probably be around the Terminus episode and that whole leave leading into Terminus, how that all c- concluded itself. I just love how how that felt, the pressure that felt while you're going through it. Hey, I would happy to take Maggie's place on the show. I wish HBO picked this up. It would have been a hell of a lot better. Uh, Camby says, I remember Phil doing a live stream saying Maggie needs to die. That was like six episodes ago. She does. Give her a break. Get her out of there. <laughs> oh, my fuck. Travis, great to see you. Great to see you. DJ should take Maggie's place in the show. Get her on there. I-, I would vote to that. Can we do that? Can we get can we get all the uh, all the motherfucking Chad and friends of Phil together to uh, to to get DJ better on the show? And that I- Cadigan says, I can't help but think of all the Mexican Telenova when they do those ridiculous zooms. I hate them.
2: Dotting, I love you.
1: <laughs>
0: I will always love you. <laughs> Okay, so they go over to Michonne. She looks desperate as fuck as she looks around. Nice visual with some great violin music. I mentioned how much I hated the music in a lot of last week's episode, and a lot of times it, it dies it down. I gotta say, this episode, the music was top-notch. It really added to the feel of the action that they were doing at the beginning scene. It really emoted what the characters were trying to emote. I'm a little bit of a, a music fucking not snob but i'm a, i'm a little a little over conscious about how soundtrack and music affects a affects a scene so and then the, i think the walking dead a lot of sometimes what makes it boring is just the the music that they choose to put in the background i do i do this before but it's i could be talking like this over and over again, and I'm really excited. I'm real excited to be talking about what I'm talking about. Oh my good, it gets closer to the gate, and it's stuck in some walkers, and the face gets ripped off, and it looks really cool. And she stabs the fuck out of it, and then she stabs the fuck out of pretty a few more, and it looks pretty intense as she looks at them with disgust. And there's another really ridiculous close-up on her face. Oh, it looks—it's—we can see up her nose, and she's got a boogie that she needs to wipe, and she's taking the katana and she's wiping it on the nose. She's wiping that katana. Oh yeah, she's gonna. She's. she's She's got a bowl and she's cooking up dinner, man. She's cooking it in the bowl with the... Oh, and, and then she did I don't know if that was as sad as I wanted it to sound, but you get the point. Dalton Johnson says, music? Seriously? You fucking asshole. You're going to sit here and talk to me about music? Hey. It's something that's important to me being someone that's played music my whole life. and And it's something I focus on. And... And I think The Walking Dead, sometimes the slow music to some of these scenes, this like desperate doo-doo, doo-doo, adds to the fact that the dialogue takes pauses to create these emotional moments. (laughs) But thank you, Dalton, for calling me out of that. Dude, seriously, shut the fuck up about the fucking song and talk talk about this shit. Talk about what fucking happens in the episode. I want to hear about the fucking music. But I do like the music. So she gets close up to the gate, walks her stuck. Okay, so we go over to Rick on the walkie, grabs it. Michonne comes over, and they get ready to talk to lead up to what's about to happen. But they don't really talk. It's just a huge tension buildup. And they, they didn't have to talk. And and to say what was going on. I got to take, take this motherfucker down. And I thought that was a really good moment too, as well acting between the two of them. And I think both them, Andrew Lincoln and Denai, they do great jobs at acting without saying shit. In fact, I think the whole beginning half of this episode, this whole pre, what what, the bumper, the 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 lead in, the friggin' whatever you want to call it of this episode that they do before the credits, all of that was good because there was no dialogue. (laughs) The Walking Dead gets Extra shitty with dialogue in it. K. Rich has just finished the episode. Not bad this week. Great hamburger scene. Not sure why Jadis went barefoot hippie. She went all diehard, uh, diehard one on people. Still not sure I care anymore. Spin of the wheel for K. Rich. Thank you, K. Rich, you motherfucker. Let's see what K. Rich gets. Uh, K. Rich gets. What, what did that land on? That land on I have to wear a silly hat? That seems lame. I'm going to do another thing. I'll still wear I'll still wear your silly your. Silly hat, K. Okay, Rich. I'll still do it. I'll still do it. But I feel like you're owed another one for for that one. There we go. Okay, so let me wear this silly hat for a second. So we go over to Rick on the walkie-talkie, he grabs it. Michonne comes over and they get ready to talk up. They head into their house at 101 Spaghetti Drive, and Michonne smiles as she sees the the paint handprints that were done by Carl and and Judith. And it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, such a, an emotional moment. She cries, but still not a line of dialogue. And I said, this is why I might like it. So then we go, we see some more walkers as the music gets dark and she scowls and heads inside. So then they pack up the truck, which is the first time we get any dialogue in the episode. And this is what we get. Give me some dialogue. Dialogue now? Oh, wrong one. Play it. used to sit on the roof. We have to go. So they need to get the fuck out of Dodge City. I'm going to drink. Drink, motherfucker. Mm Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. So, yes, yeah, spaghetti drive it's it always makes me stop too. If I if I saw a place called one uh in fact, I would have started a restaurant called uh, 101 Spaghetti Drive and serve, and served deep dish nine there. Good evening to Big E. Great to see you, buddy. And we do have a text message. It says has a good weekend, broke. Uh okay, it's cool. I selfish. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Oh, someone suggested. Someone said to me, uh, "Sent me a message and said the other night when everything was all uh, when the weather was all shitty, I should have done a a show that night." And I I agree. I definitely should have done a show that night. Absolutely, man. Okay, so let's continue. Fuck that top chat, Mike. So they pack the truck. It cuts to the two of them running with some fire extinguishers to put out a fucking fire in a fucking gazebo. Why the fuck did they have to go put out this fire? And the walkers come in and Michonne fights them off as uh as they go back and forth. As one tries to put out the fire, as one tries to kill the walkers, and he runs for her, runs for her to get out of here. And she kills one, and then they both go off and they hack and they run uh to the van after. They can't quite put out the fire. It goes, it's it uh it set it sets back on fire, and then the fire comes back on, and they get out of there really quick and they go past and you see the visual for the sign for the Arizona safe zone as they head out. And Ren would ask at this point in time in the live chat while the episode was being watched, what was the point of trying to put out that fire? We already know there are a couple of dumbasses. I honestly don't get why they were so important. Maybe they hope to go back to Alexandria one day and they don't want the whole place to be burned down. But I don't really think, excuse me, I don't really think it's something that they should have focused too much time on in that moment. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that in a situation where you're surrounded by walkers right there, I mean, I guess you're thinking we're such badasses, we can't be bit. But anyone can be bit at any time. So it seems like an unnecessary risk in that moment. It's easier to rebuild Alexandria than than go there but because they couldn't put it out, which was the only thing I liked about the scene in the sense that, we actually got to see the walkers be a threat and overcome them. So they couldn't do what they needed to be done. They actually served as a block. So they so they actually seemed, I don't know if dangerous is the right word, something. Hey, we got broken the live motherfucking chat. Please tell me that Phil loves the episode. If he did, I donated. Can, can I say, uh, should I say love? I, I wouldn't say love. I, I would say did not hate. I would say I did not hate this episode broke. I enjoyed myself watching The Walking Dead tonight. Was it a great episode? No, it's back to normal Walking Dead where it's not a good episode. But it's all right. It's all right. There was some shit in it, but there was enough to keep me entertained. When the Garbage Pail Kids were being grinded, I thought of Joe. Joe was smiling somewhere. I do hope Joe called. I know somewhere Joe's watching this, like shaking his fist at me, going, that motherfucker. Mm-mm-mm. One day, I'm going to be on this show. Gazebo covered the tunnel to the treasure of Oak Island. <laughs> Fill wins the Oscar for best weird Al impression of the evening. <laughs> That's because I'm fat. <laughs> Sorry, that was horrible. So, <laughs> they can't all be winners. They said Carl used to sit on top of that thing. That's why they tried to put it out. Steve, thank you for telling me that. And I appreciate Appreciate you letting me know that information, but that is the stupidest fucking reason to not put – oh, and I remember now that you say that, I remember that's what Michonne said to Rick in the car. She said, Carl used to – Carl, I get being irrational when someone dies, but in this universe, stupid things like that is what get you bit yeah, I can imagine Joe's reaction to watching this First, he's gonna say, yeah, this looks kind of pretty. I, I like the little walkers <laughs> on either side of your face. <laughs> but no, i d says I only hated the commercials in Enid tonight. Oh, wait yeah, I haven't even gotten into her, d. oh my goodness, me, Oh my goodness me. We'll get to Enid when oh, uh, yeah, you, you ever have uh. A bag of apples or something. And every apple in the bag are is really, really good. And you get one that's just rotted to the core, has no talent whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know. What you just said made me think of that. I don't know if that's a good comparison, but oh my goodness. And I know I bet she will too, Cadigat, and that's gonna be horrible. Horror clause says Joe is probably jerking off when the trash people die. Horror! Come on, probably. Come on. I I think we all know the answer to that, isn't probably, guys? I think we all know what Joe's doing. We all know Joe. Oh no, he's here. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. It's time. Oh no, he's like Phil. Don't (laughs) stop it. (laughs) Don't don't make don't make me start to talk. If you're watching, Joe, please, uh, please call in. Tom says, a shitload of unflattering camera angles tonight for Enid. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. I think we all rejoiced when the Garbage Pail Kids died a little bit. Where's Katie Groh? Did her uh, brother Joe, autistic brother Joe Dirtylock scare her off? No, Katie's very, very busy these days, so she can only really commit to a couple shows, and she will be back with us during Game of Thrones season. I know that seems a while off, but she'll hopefully be with us as well during some Better Call Saul stuff, too. Uh Walking Dead and Vikings and a couple of other things we do. Just uh she doesn't quite have the time to warg into her bird form and come join us. But you guys will see Katie again very soon, especially once Better Call Saul starts, and then for the last six six episodes of Game of Thrones. So let's continue. Rick is the toilet on the fire. Where's Carl took a shit? <laughs> Enid greater than Tara, says Milt. Hmm. That's tough. As a character, maybe. As an actress, no. I'll go that far. I'll say, I'll say I agree with you. I think the character of Enid in concept, the JSS, little badass there, like, is I like it. Whereas Tara is like, Tara can go die. I kind of wish so many other characters I wish she died before so many other characters so I hear you there but I think Elena Alana Masterson is a better actress than than Enid is Uh, so uh, so let's continue here which one Hannibal which one motherfucker let's see and the real question, who's we'll get we'll get with that we'll talk about that late, pretty soon we'll talk about that in a minute so let's let's i i feel like some background music to this part let's listen to a little bit of this shit motherfucker so rick rick asks what carl meant when he said surrender as we uh, as we see the two of them finally doing some talking Let's listen to this. With some Hannibal accompaniment. Hiding the Savior is just
1: surrender to Negan. We can pull over. We can read what he oh, wrote. Not yet, not yet.
0: I just want to hear Hannibal play. It's a lot better than The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. It's fucking awesome, dude. If you had faith, if you had to join a faith Game of Thrones, uh, where would you join? No, I'd follow the God of Tits and Wine. You know I'd be in the God of Tits and Wine. I'd. Yeah, I would definitely be all about the god of tits and wine. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Love you, DJ Better. We're beyond getting you to replace Maggie on The Walking Dead. Katigan says, I feel like I should be outside with my cowboy hat drinking whiskey. It's so interesting that... That that was a very awesome, and he did his own thing with it uh, of a version of a Pink Floyd kind of thing. And but it's very cool to hear it on its own. I agree. It sounds like it should be background music, uh, in Westworld or something like that. Just the uh, the the salute the the cowboy walking down the street with uh with with the sounds. Awesome shit as always by our by by one of the one of the cool cool guys out there and real dudes out there, Hannibal O'Neill. So uh thank you, thank you to him who who recently also sent me a track for a song that I'm gonna be recording. And I can't wait. Can't wait. Hannibal's been sending me some stuff, and he's like, he's like, yeah, hey, you can have this one, record this. And I'm very excited. I can't can't wait to get to work to that. I'll make sure to play it for all you guys. So to continue here, Rick asks, what Carl meant? Did he mean that we should just surrender? <laughs> what do you mean? Michonne says, and yes, uh Michonne says, she's an amazing actress, Jay. Uh she said uh, why don't you why don't we pull over and read what Carl wrote Micho- Michonne says oh shit Carl wrote a letter to Negan too then Rick says for some reason just changed it over that we need to go talk to fucking Jadis talk to Jadis
3: what? I don't want to talk to They're Jadis weapons people
1: we can't just get that up why now? they went with me to the sanctuary. The Saviors
3: saw us there. They're gonna be a target too.
0: So? You still need them? No, you don't. They're ours, not theirs. Stop. Rick, stop turning this into a game of kindergarten where it's mine versus yours. You don't need these fucking trash folk. You don't let this. If you're just ultimately going to be okay, it's the weapons you want, or is it just a power play that you want to get to them before Negan gets to them? I don't know what exactly it is, but it fucking sucks. So I don't need the trash people. Go eat a dick. Don't need a fucking trash people. I bet the Walking Dead, uh, Phoenix. I I definitely bet the Walking Dead. So. We go over to Rick and Michonne heading into trash heaven, and Rick opens it up, and the guns, and almost immediately they get trapped in a trash booby trap. They step in some paint. We hear the sounds of walkers as they're trapped in a walker pit, and it's a fun angle on Michonne as they're about to be dead. Sure, (laughs) they totally could be dead, right? Whatever. So then we go over to the big guy in the house, Negan, and okay, we get Negan back. Fuck, fucking a man. It's it sucks because I know some people out there feel Negan. Jeffrey D. Morgan really feels Negan, and he really is trying. And I don't like what seeped in in this episode. I think they're already starting to seep in through what Carl was saying. And this: we're all people. We can't kill. Can we just stop? Can you guys be friends? Can you guys just be friends? They're already setting up how what this is. Beep, 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 beep. Spoil speculation mode. Beep, 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 beep. beep. Time stamp. So if anyone steals that, no, not steals this, they're going to kill Rick and make Negan the star of this show. Watch. It's going to fucking happen. It's going to be fucking horrible. They're already trying to make you feel like Negan could be an alright guy with the I'm just trying to save people, dudes. I'm just trying to save people. We know whatever kind of person they're setting you up with. Carl doesn't want him dead. Can you guys just get along? You really loved Carl lecturing Rick in that situation being somewhat the calm one and the re- or whatever. I think the show is trying to make us feel soft on the Negan dying at the end of all of this shit so that the end of all this crap when Negan is somehow in our group and then another year after that Rick dies and Jeffrey D. Morgan becomes the fucking star of the show and all fucking hell in a handbasket happens and and watch it's going to fucking happen and. Everyone, it started today. It started today with a, with another reconditioning of Negan, him being a little softer, a little less comedic, even though he has some great one-liners. His tone was a little different in this episode. They're shifting it already to be like, be like Negan's the guy you're going to like. They're going to do it. It's going to suck. It's happening. Fuck it. I haven't read the comics, Tom, so you just spoiled something for me. I haven't read past episode from issue 100. I have no fucking clue what happens. So I'm not spoiling anything. So if anyone feels like this spoils shit, sorry, I have not read past issue 100 in the Walking Dead comics. So, fuck. So, so Tom, this is just a stone dude ranting. I mean, a sandwich-eating person ranting. The writers are so bad, almost Last Jedi bad. They're gonna make Simon the villain, and when Negan kills him, we're supposed to fucking like him. Ah, uh, I could see that happening too, Steven. Steve, fuck. So yes, Tom, I understand, and and I also Joe and I were talking about this last week. They're so different universes now. It doesn't even matter if something happens in the comic universe. Carl is another another great example of it, or everything that happens with Michonne, or like the comic in the it doesn't even inform the show anymore. They're, they're two completely different things. It hasn't been even close to the same since like Alexandria kind of stuff. So yeah. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> so, okay. So then we get into Negan, we get into our reintroduction of Negan. Let's listen to this asshole. Let's listen to this asshole. Hey asshole. Talk. Talk asshole. They're
3: out there somewhere, so let's get balls deep in every nook and cranny they might hole up in. Nooks, crannies, and holes, people. All that shit outside the box.
0: So we get Negan back in the episode, and I don't know. I'm getting a little bit of TV Stockholm Syndrome with Jeffrey D. Morgan's Negan. Because so much of what's going on in The Walking Dead I find boring when he comes on screen. I'm not as horrified as some people are. I know Stephanie, who I watched the episodes with, the minute he steps on screen, kind of goes, ugh. I can just hear, I can hear her audibly sigh. I'm kind of used to him to a certain extent. I don't love it. I haven't loved it, but mm. I'm dealing with it now. <laughs> no Walking Dead spoilers. Come on, dude. It says Cammy. Can we get a good Star Trek show again? For the love of God, of tits and wine. Uh, have you? Uh, we'll, I'll get into that at the end of the show. Have you? There, there's some shows you could try. There's some shows you could try. Make us love him. What's not to love about Negan? If Rick dies, that's the end of The Walking Dead. I tend to agree. Tom says it's okay to talk about how Carl was supposed to get tip tits, but how uh picking up chicks in prison, Negan—probably what I most miss about seeing on TV—the crazy if they think they're gonna get past Rick. I agree. I just think this show. I think the show dies if they if they kill Rick too. I just don't see Andrew Lincoln wanting to stick around forever with this shit, <laughs> and I see the show getting too smart for themselves to be like, "Oh, let's kill Rick. That could work." I don't know. I I'm I'm probably a hundred percent wrong, and it's more. But I do see them sort of trying to institute some things about showing Simon to be a worse off the hook person than Negan. Negan really cares about saving people. He cares about Carl, Uh, that Carl doesn't want Rick to kill Negan. So at the last minute, he might, he might not kill him. I don't know. A whole bunch of shit. Oh, fucking yes. No, Phil, JDM is a movie star. He won't get roped into a show for extended period of time. Hope you're right. Uh, So here we go. So Negan, uh, we get, we get the Negan text and the speech over the walkie talkie as we see Simon getting into Negan. <laughs> then they're talking a little bit. Let's listen to a little bit more of these them talking, because I enjoyed this scene a lot. This was one of my this whole section right here was one of my highlight points of my points of the episode. I think Stephen Og and Jeffrey D. Morgan work pretty well together. And I like Joe would say, What 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 fucking news did you see? What fucking new did you see, asshole? You know, like, what did you see about Negan? What new shade of Negan? What new fucking bullshit did you get to see tonight? What fucking shit did you see, asshole? What fucking shit? It's the same fucking crap over and over again. Yeah, I understand, but what I like to see is we haven't seen too many times Negan's people talking back to him and seeing how Negan reacts with seeing any opposition or how he's dealing with failure for the first time. So I, I enjoyed seeing Steven Ogg Neg- no, try to out-Negan Negan.
3: Negan. Selves an escape plan. Rick's little... One-eyed pride and joy played me.
0: Damn. What's up, analysis? That
3: kid kid is built for this shit. Let me go out. Close this thing. Well, has got it for now. How'd the hilltop go? As requested. Good job. With an extra attaboy on top, given I know you didn't want to play it that way. You hear anything from Gavin? Not yet. It's coming. Gavin may be perpetually pissed off, but he keeps his shit dry and tight.
0: Okay, so let's listen to a little bit more of this scene while I get something over here. Pray, damn you! Where do you want me? I want you everywhere. Touch me. I want you in places that you have no control over. Make a point of it. But I was already a few, few fucking drinks in. Drinks into my cups here. Cups into no, no, my. cups. Whatever I, the fuck it is? I might. know I might have. I, I, might fuck. have. I might have it, Joe. Here we go. And Morgan, they're keeping them going. The this is this scene. Sorry, I tried to set up a Joe rant for you guys to pop on in there in time. You can always tell when I'm stalling for time. I'm like, wait, wait, I gotta find a Joe rant. I, I get suddenly quiet because I can't concentrate on two things at the same time. Too many sandwiches in my life. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, fuck. So, okay. So then we go over to Negan talking to Simon about his love for Carl. Negan, whose voice sounds deeper and a little bit different of an acting choice in his tone Simon gets a little bit like what do you want me to do here you want me to play a guitar solo on let it be or not or (laughs) let it be what do you want me to do here and he sits down and he talks to him about the garbage people again good
1: eliminating those who reneged might leave us a tad short on ammo but it's worth it
0: So he wants to kill all those motherfuckers then Simon speaks the truth here These people can't
1: learn the lesson, no matter how many times we teach it. Alexandria, Hilltop, Kingdom, these garbage rats, they're not seeming to understand the situation, not one little bit. (laughs) So maybe we learn our lesson. Scrape the plates into the trash. Move further out. Find other communities to...
0: Save.
3: <laughs> oh, I am doing my best to hold it together right
0: now. Kill him. Losses. And they continue back and forth with this shit. Wait, wait, wait do I have? Do I have? Do I have more of this? Because Negan goes crazy on his ass. Yeah. Let's talk.
1: Thirty-eight. That the hilltopper holding or from the satellite outpost. Those are my people i'm gonna kill every last one of those farmers Motherfuckers. you
3: will do exactly what i ask. we
1: can't let them get away with this you will do your job
0: so i mean i know this stuff isn't perfect but it's at least entertaining and engaging that i'm intensified in the moment because you have two people that are trying in engaged in the scene, Stephen Ogg is fucking over the top and, and crazy and just in his face, and he pushes Jeffrey D. Morgan in the scene to make it entertaining. I didn't care about the stakes necessarily, but I like seeing these two characters interact. Everything that Simon has done, everything that Trevor from Grand Theft Auto, everything that he has done on The Walking Dead has been awesome. And I am, I maybe am, no, because, and then it's not just it's not just that I like him from all those things, and I feel good that a voice actor is kind of getting all these little bit parts. But I think he makes the most of it. He, in the same way, I'm just trying to think of another example of just an actor that makes so much of every moment he gets a chance to do, and he makes things fun. And I'm 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 gonna sound like a I'm fucking psyched for him, dude. I'm fucking psyched. He's good. This dude's good. I like him. So he wants to kill everybody. Red Renwood says, The soul of shows shoes are too clean for living in the zombie apocalypse. Okay. Oh, fucking Analysis of Thrones with a $5 super chat donation. Who gets a spin of the wheel. Analysis, thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. And thank you so much for showing me how to make these things. You said you ta- said my overlay looks all right. Uh, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even know how to fucking make the overlay. So, Analysis, you were the fucking best, buddy. Thank you. Let me spin this shit. Dilly, 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 dilly. Come on, come on. No whammies, no whammies, no fucking whammies. Fill drink. That, that's, that's a clear fill drink right there. So a uh, fucking shot. Get him drunk analysis. Oh, yeah, let me let me drink down the rest of my beer here. You know, here there's this much beer left. Let me finish that stuff. And before I do that, l- let's, take, let's take a break right now and play a song from our good buddy Hannibal O'Neill. Hannibal,
2: first take. <laughs>
0: Here we go. So, then we get into awesome fucking stuff, as always, from Hannibal. Thank you, buddy. So, then we get into Enid. Yay! You know what? I've been really waiting for to see Enid's name big on the screen to have a whole section of an episode about her. The word Enid just fills me with such hope that this section of the episode is going to be awesome. It even makes my throat close up with excitement. Lots of... really awesome stuff from Hannibal. And so then we get to Enid, and then we see Oceanside and Aaron and all these folks whose names who I really don't give a flying fuck about. And Enid's supposed to Let's be, talk about Enid's supposed to be playing angry here. I don't even know what she's trying to do. And I, I don't know what to say. I honestly don't know what to say right here. This is where I another example of where I wish Joe was here because this part just sucked. Out of a fucking asshole straw. I mean, it just got punched in my balls, pulled out the alligator ass tits section. It was so ridiculously awful. I just had no interest in what was going on. Completely tuned out. This is again my example of why The Walking Dead shoots itself in the foot. A couple of things. If I was doing what I didn't like about this episode, it would be the oceanside crap, the oceanside fucking crap, and the little name plates to lead up to make it hoity-toity. Fucking stick your pinky up when you're drink your fucking tea and all that ha- happy horseshit bullshit just stick it in your fucking ass and suck like I just can't deal with it it, it just doesn't make sorry that was my best attempt at a Joe rant so sorry guys <laughs> I'm not I'm not quite Joe but I hope but I did want I did this does fill me with a lot of I wouldn't even say rage it just fills me with ugh, like come on dudes you you are almost there. Almost there. And if you wanted to have these guys in this episode, you really just need to have them go to Oceanside. You, Enid's one of those characters. Don't you think on the list of characters where we think that they might be important to show them at this point that we haven't seen this season, Enid is not on, needs to be in the second episode of the half a season. Don't you think maybe Maggie is? Again, maybe I'm just a Maggie fanboy and I just think her character is interesting and showed a little bit of growth in the final couple of episodes of the season because she actually had some shit to do and she seemed like herself again. But just to fucking completely leave that alone because we need to have a moment with Enid. And then you have Aaron, who is actually a really, really good actor. Fuck, dude. That dude can act. That that You can just tell. He's another one in a different way that when he has his moments, he emotionally will find an emotional moment in so much. I, I would love to see him in a different role. I feel bad for him. I mean, you got cast in The Walking Dead. They haven't given him shit to do yet. But he is a really awesome actor. But Enid is just horrible. And they stick a, it. Basically, it seems like they said, oh, who's our best actor? And who's our worst actor? Besides, you know, the main stars. And so, who can we put with Enid? Mm, let's do Aaron. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's good enough. I, 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 I just really like him. He's awesome. And... The last shot of Aaron was him crouching down like he was gonna take a shit, and I believed that shit, Tom. That was that was like a Marlon Brando level shit there. That was the Meisner technique right there. He was he was oh he was really feeling it, feeling. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so Enid, ah. Uh, Okay, so Enid is yeah. I just don't care. So Aaron shows her that how good of an actor he is. For the, he, he's way better of an actor than this storyline lets him be. A lot of pregnant pauses here.
1: Tony was your family. It's up to you, Cindy. All of it.
0: We should just kill them. Shh. Mm. <laughs> it's just i don't care so aaron says jss and enid shows with a huge i mean huge close-up they were not doing her any favors with that close-up like anything i want to know about the inside of enid's nostril i know now i was wondering i was sitting up at night going on top of old smoky all covered with Enid's nose. Like, it was, it's just huge. You could just see the cat. It's like the great caves of the sacred temples of Kelly Taylor's nose. It, you could just, you could claw your way in there. <laughs> if I got to tell you about some meaning in my life, uh, you may think of many things, dog, cat, husband, wife. When I think of all the things one rise of rub the rest. That's about Cersei and Jamie and their dirty loving its incest. Sorry, I fucked that up. Anyways, let's continue. So, <laughs> but Phil, uh, there's a dude, maybe it does. I guess I'm just going to, it's just after the lotus flower or something. That wasn't meant to sound uh, shitty. Uh, wait, okay, sweetie. No, it sounded great, dude. After, after the lotus flower, how boring. No, Cammie, that's Phil's dog. She was on the screen for a second. Yes, it was my dog. I popped my, I popped my dog on the screen for a second. There she is. Hi, Lotus. Hi Lotus. I'm a, uh I'm I'm one of those horrible She she likes the mo- it's the motherfucking chat is Lotus approved there. It's like the live mother the live motherfucking chat now Lotus approved. <laughs> so uh yeah that's that's a little hint that's a little preview of the uh the the next song coming from the issues program. So let's continue. So Aaron says J S S, and Enid shows with a like a huge fucking close up on her face. Oh fucking a, it's disgusting. And Enid says uh, she made me do it. I had to kill her. If I was gonna kill, if 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 uh, if I'd fucking kill her again, I don't care. I'm a killer. Listen to me. I'm a fucking killer.
1: it's not about that. She made it so I had to do
0: it. You had no choice. She made me kill her. It was either him or my, him or you.
1: I'd do it again. I'd have to.
3: All die. We can kill them, no problem. Kill them all. all. <laughs> but Gavin, we can't kill Gavin. Oh no! Why can't we kill Gavin? Because he's had minds. Fuck him. Kill him. That's the stupidest fucking bullshit. Fuck shit. Stupid fuck that every movie and every fucking. Oh, my God. It's so fucking annoying.
0: <laughs> I meant to just have that play the end part, but I, I can't I can't not play it all. So there's a little bit of uh, what I thought about that. OK, so uh, so so at least I got at least I got that in there and I got Joe to say that better than I ever could. So here we go. We go over to, uh, they, they're they going to be taken to the beach and they're going to die. But no, they're not going to die. No one thinks they're going to die. No one in their fucking mind thinks they're going to die. I agree, GJSA. It was definitely one of uh, the better episodes of this season. Whatever that say, good or bad, is whatever. But it is definitely, I agree with you. And then we get ugh, all of this, all of this all of this shit you own it cindy you better have a good reason for killing us other than thinking it'll make you feel better because it
1: won't let's just get it over with why would you kill us to punish us I mean, don't you get it killing is the punishment you execute us then maybe some of ours will come looking for us and maybe you'll take them out but eventually Enough of them, will come back, and they will wipe you out. Your grandmother got herself killed, so don't make the same mistake. Just let us go, and we'll keep fighting them, and you can keep hiding.
0: Oh, I believe you. No. No. Then help us win.
1: We're helping you win by not killing you both. That's our contribution to the... No. Aaron, they're not gonna help us. I wanna go home. I do. More than anything.
0: So I just want to play a little bit of all of that uh, to get into that. So they want to know if they're going to win, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. So then we go to our commercial break. I, I don't know what else to say about all of that. I mean, I could get more into it and break that down. I did, unfortunately, write everything that happened in that scene. She says she's not leaving. You need to go and tell Maggie what's going on. He's going to stay there. He goes next to the uh, tree, take a dump. They hug because they have this deep relationship, you know. And, uh, that's it. I mean, there's not much to say. It didn't need... it. That's it. That's it about the Oceanside stuff. Done. That's all I gotta say about that. And, uh... Why would she listen to Enid of all people? Exactly! Sintovia. Sintovia. Exactly. Thank you, Simon, for taking out those annoying garbage people. Dude should be getting an Oscar for that shit. And the Oscar goes to... Dun, dun, dun. I haven't watched it yet, Cammie, but I will definitely check that out at some point. So Simon, we see him walking, and then uh, we get to the trash people. This is, oh yeah, we see the Simon Simon thing come up. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention the red machete. We see the claimers come doing their thing in a camp, uh, killing some people. Joe Hale gets into a scuffle. He grabs the machete, and he cuts some dude's hand off. Really fun stuff. I'm digging Red Machete just because we see, especially since Mayor Joe Hale showed up. The claimers showed up. Corey Mitchell says, Red Machete kind of makes me think of Snoopy stabbing zombies. (laughs) Fucking love Corey Mitchell. Always dropping the hilarious stuff in the pre-show chat. So if you're ever uh, wanting to watch the episode live and live chat it, check out the live motherfucking chat early. And Corey Mitchell is cracking people up and usually rends in there. Uh, Casey Atheist, and a couple of other people pop on in there early. And, hey, Phil, let's go recruit the garbage people for the general chat. They seem a little reliable. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so let's scroll over here. And kick it in over there. Bam, motherfucker, bam. Okay, so then we see him walking, and I am going to play this while I run to the other room and grab it the right. bill, I'm
1: Gonna sit on our Dixamite more. Last, we're going to the landfill. No worries, Gary.
0: St- so he says he's gonna go to the landfill. Fun in the world. I agree, JC. I think they did an excellent job with how everything progressed and bumped, and I think the pacing of the episode. That's why I'm conflicted about, I didn't think they needed to do the names thing, but I liked how the episode was edited. If the tone and the pacing of The Walking Dead was like this every week, I would at least be entertained by it, even if it's not always the greatest episode. I just hate when they drag, and this episode didn't really drag, and I liked how they skipped getting from places and they just sort of cut from section to section and if they need to make themselves feel smart and put their little pinkies up and shit to do the uh to do the to do the uh the nameplates then fine it doesn't annoy me that much it's just i don't think it's necessary let's play this This
1: is inside the gate after all we're friends right now that that's out of the way Let's get down to the brass tacks. Bottom line, I'm going to need an apology. The genuine article. Now, I know you had your little side deal with Rick. You came to our home pretty much arm in arm. This despite the pre-existing arrangement with us. Now, you know we saw you because we tried to kill you. So, you've had plenty of time to prepare something.
0: So, this ultimately leads, and I'm going to play all of this, but this ultimately leads into the best of the the best section of the episode, all in all. And I liked it because I hate these fucking trash people, and I and it almost seems like the show was aware of that and they were taking care of her problem again it didn't need to be a problem because you introduced this group that i think most people don't like and are kind of useless so it's cool that you just have them wiped out this way by Stephen ogg eating fucking scenery and i like it and i want to listen to it and i'm gonna sit back and have some fun and listen to this shit a
1: heartfelt act of confession i hope Feel free to refer to any notes you may have prepared.
0: Oh, we got Joe Dirty Locks in the live chat. No deal with Rick. Delivered him. Joe, Joe, should, should I? Can, Joe, can, did you see the episode, Joe? Did you uh, hate it or like it? I've been waiting for Joe to pop on in here. You call, you calling in, Joe? or you, Or you can just pop in the live chat right now. So we got Joe in the live motherfucking chat. I see now. I'm afraid to talk anything good about the episode with Joe in the chat. He's gonna uh, he's gonna start uh, trolling me, being like, "Fuck this guy, Phil. He's a piece of shit." Liking parts of this episode, but I loved watching Simon do his thing in this section and fucking kill all these trash people.
1: Oh shit! Oh
0: shit uh, uh no worries joe we'll do something on wednesday i think you have is your next day off or tuesday is your next day off we'll record the what did joe hate part of the episode and get that out to share your thoughts and let's listen to a little bit more of Stephen ogg killing the trash people
1: because you caught yourself a break a big old break if you ask me Negan is graciously willing to forego any punishment. Provided you agree to revert to the agreed upon terms of our deal. You do that. And every
3: fucking... Oh
1: my God, it's so
3: fucking annoying.
1: Some crazy good luck, right? (laughs) However, we will be taking all your guns and ammunition. Not our deal. No, it isn't. But we currently have a need, and as friends, you will grant us this neighborly gesture as a sign of good faith. Danger's everywhere. Need guns too. Not when Shut you got up. us. Shut up. Shut up. And if and when the time comes stop for you to stupid. have guns, the stop will your stupid for talking. Stop
0: your stupid talking. And that's what Spit what Simon is doing for us here, Bring everybody. Simon is, is acting for all of us in this moment. He wants these trash people to shut the fuck up in this universe. These fictional, annoying characters Thanks. that need to fucking die because they're useless. Again, I repeat for anyone who gets their snuff all up in their uppagus. These are fucking fictional, useless characters that need to die. <laughs> and Trevor's, good, Trevor's the guy to do it. And Trevor is the motherfucker to, to stop this. And thank you, Trevor, for doing this for, for all of us.
1: You learn before or after. Don't learn. This
0: This is me. I'm Maude Lebowski. It's art. <laughs> so,
1: light it up, gents.
0: So Simon decides to light this shit up. I agree. When she started talking normal, I'm like, I'm almost interested in this character. Why didn't they have these people talk normal the whole time? What was the point of this stupid speech? And I'm not saying it would have made the characters useful. Like, I don't think you did ever needed to introduce these characters. But if you were going to introduce them, why did you have them talk like stupid fucking idiots? It makes no sense, and it was useless, especially at the end when she finally talks like a normal person. And you're, le- and at least for me, I was thinking, oh, I'm actually halfway interested in what she's having to say right now, or a little bit. Like, I still didn't have a lot of fucks to give, but I had a few fucks in that moment to give because she was talking like a normal person. So Simon is like, urine, ki- urine and, I'm, and I did say that on purpose, urine killing off the sand shits yes and then it gets set off and and shit happens danger 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 for us trash folk lots of fun lots of interactions back and forth and she hits what it, it just gets sets off she hits simon simon gets a smile on his face like we're gonna light this place up and and then it's murder death kill everybody
3: you good
1: Going on, Gavin. I'm gonna turn back around, roll out, end the mystery.
0: Atari Dad says, "I think the reason why they had them talk like that is because Jada's actor's American accent isn't really great, as we see later when she talks normal. It that wouldn't have bothered me as much. I I definitely hear what you're saying. That's probably why they created it because they, uh, again, to my overall point of this season and this shit." They outthink themselves out of what could have been something okay. I was immediately turned off by the trash people because of the stupid talk. That would have bothered me a lot more than someone that spoke in slightly poor American accent. But I totally buy that that's the reason why they, they created that bullshit. So I actually hope she does show up again and she's taking talking regular and helps Rick out. I would not mind that if she's talking regular. I just don't want any more of that trash-talking Sand shit. <laughs> so we said in the live chat at this point, Corey Mitchell said, No worries. So you killed the garbage clowns. They've got like nine million saviors. Don't worry. Corey Mitchell also says, This is going to be great. We'll have a ghost Carl as the angel on Negan's right shoulder in the rest of the series. Remember, always bring a towel, Negan. <laughs> Remember, always bring a towel, Negan. Chalkboy says, Chalkboy, who also in the live motherfucking chat before the show started, the guy Rick shoved. Uh, Shoveled is the veteran zombie, the guy that gets killed once and twice an episode. Awesome stuff, Chalkboy. Corey Mitchell also adds, I'm going to speak in paint metaphors because my character is eccentric and sad like that, just like Maud Lebowski. We come back and we see Jadis or Maud Lebowski. And we see Michonne and Rick fighting their way out of the trash heap as we see Rick. and Or oh, we see Jadis, I believe. And then we hear Jadis say to Rick, uh, the, what happened here, the saviors happened here, as the two of them talk. What happened here? The savior. Well, how do we get out? Get out. I like how, I like how Michonne has no fucks to give to. Get out. Like, you're just gonna repeat what I say? Get out, get out. Fuck you, get out. Fuck it. He got in. Derek. Thank you so much for the super chat donations. Let me spin the motherfucking wheel for you. You're fucking awesome. Thank you. I really do appreciate that more than you know. And everyone that supports the channel, I appreciate it. So, Derek, you actually want an awesome thing. Derek, <laughs> or an awesome thing or a poor thing, depending on how you look at it. Derek, email me privately. I got issues man at gmail.com. You got a review or commentary or whatever of your choice. If you want me to do a live watch where we talk about the thing live, if you want me to do a review on something specific, definitely let me know. Email me when you can and tell me whatever the fuck you want me to do. Or you can message me on the Discord or you can message me on Twitter or wherever or a Facebook group, wherever you want to find us and message me. Just say, hey, this is Derek from the live motherfucking chat. This is what I want you to review, asshole. So don't tell me now in the live chat because I'm never going to remember it, but message me privately later and poof, your motherfucking shit will happen. And I know some of you guys that have donated are still waiting. I know one person's waiting for the Sopranos season finale reaction. I did a uh, South Park one for a couple people, but that's the one I still have in the bag, the uh, Sopranos season finale. I'm waiting till we get to the end of the Sopranos to do that, but uh, it, it will happen at some point. And, but other than that, if you uh, have something, definitely let me know. So, here we go. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ow, my nose. So, they she gives a speech.
2: These weren't heaps
0: before. Nice. Derek says, I wanted that one. Awesome. Wait, that was the chosen spin. You get to review anything. Anything broke. It landed on, I have to review anything. By contract of the wheel and I said it live on the show. So if I don't do it, I'm an asshole. So if Derek could come in here and like next year during the Walking Dead and be like, Phil never did my shit. He's an asshole and he's a liar. Don't donate to his crap. So he wins. He wins. Ding, ding. So, I love this. Rick... Rick's like, "I'm getting the fuck out of here. you don't have guns, you're useless to me.
1: I'm gonna go run for it.
0: I'm gonna make a run for it and Rick's done with games. he's gonna leave her ass there as we come with you no, just
2: until they're gone.
0: No, no, go fuck yourself. Derek, you just tell me anything you say, man, even if it's that
3: I'm done with her games.
0: <laughs> broke. She can't help us anyway. Come on. This is what you want, broke. This is what you want. Thank you for the super chat donation, Broke. It didn't land on what you wanted. It landed on take a bite of a sandwich. Uh, and, you know, I'll reluctantly take you up on your win there and take a bite of a sandwich here. Sorry, bro- Sorry, Broke, for that. And so <laughs> here we go. But thank you so much, Broke, for that super chat donation. I mean, so much to me. So Rick's going to run for it. He builds himself a nice little weapon. I thought this was really cool, too, what he built himself. Just, just the car door, bent it out, and, uh, and turned it into a, a battering ram. So Jadis comes with the walker, and the walkers are gone. Rick is done with games, and she's like, she can't help us anyways, and he leaves her ass there. And then Rick, with the car door and the gun, uh, starts to clear a path to the trash heap so they can jump out of there and escape. So then we see the bloody feet of Jadith J- Jadith <laughs> Jadis and she's uh, try- trying to get all the uh... oh, I f- also forgot to mention that Jadis is tr- is like Rick please let me come with you and ultimately Rick says no asshole you're fucked <laughs> rigged wheel yeah totally rigged wheel I'm trying to pause for a second just so I can uh, give give broke his present here <laughs> he won He won tonight. Sorry, broke. I I swear I didn't mean for it to land there. I didn't. I did. I rigged the boat. Rigged it. So then we see the bloody feet. Oh, Jada says she wants to go with Rick, and Rick kind of shoots a bullet above her head and says, no, you back off. I don't want you with me. But she does escape. Then we see the bloody feet of John McClane, I mean Jadis, as she's trying to get the attention of the walkers. They all head in her direction, and they all get lured into this organ grinder, meat grinder thing. It's it's so fucking gross, and it's so awesome. The special effects are really well done here, and make yummy walker sausages, sausages! barefoot a garbage sheet is a fucking god oh yeah oh it's gross and then we see the meat splashing everywhere as Walker sausages splash are there and her artwork oh gross and it looks good it's it, it ends up making the artwork look a little bit better and it looks like nick's it, it's moved from model lebowski to nick from family ties and then we see her friends just the, the visual of her friends heading into that organ grinder slowly but surely into... Oh, it's fucking disgusting. Oh, we see all the meat. Oh, it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. It's The Walking Dead. It's doing some good stuff. And I liked it. I liked the section of the episode. Good to see the trash people die in a really glorious, horrible way. So what did you do to the dra- trash people? We threw them in a fucking organ grinder and turned them into meat for a meat for a walker meatloaf. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. Someone (laughs) K. Rich says, please say I was right there. Yeah, I got it in the live chat. Somewhere, someone, someone, somewhere, someplace got off on Jadis' feet. (laughs) You know, K. Rich, when you're right, you're right, and you, you're always right. You're fucking right, dude. Why was she wearing that? Good fucking question, Mike. Great to see Mike in the live chat. What the fuck was she doing? Yeah, but she she's totally doing the John McClane and Die Hard 1 thing. I'm going to do this whole situation barefoot. I'm amazing. Jadis can feed her friends for weeks. <laughs> Tom himself. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so we see it's just weird, gross meatloaf as it fades out. Great stuff. So then we see more of her artwork, and she's laying down with her with uh, her diehard feet, and she looks around and grabs a box that says applesauce from Dharma Initiative, and it was it was totally Dharma Initiative applesauce. She just ripped the label off and she eats that and all that grind, all that grinding made her hungry, I guess, which is fucking gross and, and really, it really kind of dark comedy there. So I appreciated it, or at least I took it as comedy in the sense that she just goes through all of that. She grinds all of her friends up and then what she needs to do right afterwards, she needs to eat because pork chops and applesauce, isn't that swell? Pluck Chops. Okay, broke. I took your fucking bite of your sandwich. Pluck Chops. Thank you for the super chat, buddy. And applesauce. And my best Peter Brady voice. So, Ghost Wolf. I enjoyed the episode better than last week. Ghost, I agree. I mean, I'm having fun in a couple of sections. But I think all in all, this definitely was a step in the right direction. Because it was fun. I liked how the episode was edited. Could have done without the time cards. With the, without the time cards. Without the Without the... The character cards, but whatever. It could it could have been better, could have been worse. We're getting towards the end of our review right here, and I just want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Really do appreciate it. Scroll down. We see more of her artwork. She's laying down. Atari dads can they, says in the live chat at this point. Can we see why they came up with the garbage people speaking quirk? Because oh, Jadis actor's American accent isn't good. Corey Mitchell says warning. <laughs> If Jadis invites you to a barbecue, don't go. Ren says, all the time on these people I don't care rats ass about. Corey says, at least we don't have Rick to scream curl anymore. Casey Atheist says, it was less annoying to hear complete sentences. I agree, Casey. Corey says, kind of makes you think he's going to start calling Daryl. (laughs) Daryl! Chalk voices. Like the sly look that Jadis would give when she's trading. Then we get the Rick... Thing when we get less than five minutes left in the episode and he at 29 is explaining why Jadis or at 29 but that's my code for my uh, sound cue but whatever I'm not gonna play the sound cue in this one uh, that he doesn't want her dead he just wanted her gone I, I, and I like how Michonne doesn't really argue with him she's like I didn't hate that asshole too he fucking sucked and I gotta do this no Totally, Jay. Uh, as I said at the beginning, we're going to the phone lines at the end of the recap. So if anyone's waiting on the phone lines, we'll definitely get to them before the end of the show. Thank you so much for holding. And if you want to get in, now's the time, as we're getting towards the end of the recap. If anyone wants to call in or leave a voicemail, oh, we, I see, I do have a voicemail. And also, I think we do have one person on the phone lines right now. But uh, the phone lines are on the on the screen right now. But 657-383-1465. And for anyone, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 781-990-8509. We will be with the phone lines in just a few seconds. So not a few seconds, a few minutes. So then we get to Rick and he's explain this is the last section of the episode. We go to Jadis. Why he left Jadis gone? And I, and I like again, I like how Michonne doesn't even really argue with him and Michonne says Carl wouldn't want Carl wouldn't want this shit Carl wouldn't need it I just wanted her gone look I saw her she made it she ran into an empty alley just before I left
3: I didn't want her dead I just wanted her gone
1: feels like what Carl was talking about we should do when we have a choice
0: <laughs> so Rick ultimately gets off, pulls over the car on the side of the road and he says I gotta do this alone and he goes through the letters, he grabs his and Negan's letter and he rock, walks the woods like what the fuck and then he calls Negan and he says
3: that's Rick Grimes
0: <laughs> The couple of good sound bites from this episode
3: It's Rick Grimes
0: (laughs) It's Rick Grimes and the bullshit I think I might tie those together for a sound cue It's Rick Grimes, bullshit And then Negan and Rick have a conversation Which I'm going to play here
3: You want to tell me where you are So we can do this face to face Carl's dead He wrote letters He wrote one to you He asked you Stop. He asked me to stop. He asked us for, for peace.
0: But it's too late for that. I mean it's it's worth mentioning that I'm not I'm not I'm not taking. Neg- See, the show wants me to take Negan's side in the situation. Rick doesn't even ask Negan for peace. He says it's already too late. There's no way we could do this. He doesn't even let Negan say no to that. He doesn't offer the option. So he doesn't even listen to Curl.
3: Even if we wanted a deal now, it doesn't matter. I'm going to kill you. How did it happen? how did he die was it us was it the grenades fire it wasn't you carl went out to help someone and he got bit
0: ooh I think Carl said in the letter, thanks for the spaghetti. Shit, I,
3: um, I am
0: sorry. You
3: know, I wanted him to be part of things. I had-,
0: I, I had so much shit, I read the comics. I totally knew. No, Carl is dead because of you. Uh, you could you could not leave this shit alone. He's dead because you were not there to stop him from being dumb. And who's next? Rick says, you're next. I am the answer, says Rick. It's a hard lesson. Shit decisions. And this shit sticks with you forever. Just like Carl, he's going to be with you forever. The death him because you fucked up. <laughs> and he just, and Negan just keeps playing into him, telling him you're a fucking piece of shit. You're a, lo- kid. You're a loser. You're a loser. You can't do shit right. I, I mean, I could play it, but you failed as a dad. More importantly, you failed as a leader. He's just getting into his head because he knows he could potentially lose. So you see him overextending himself. And the episode kind of ends just on that note with Rick Walking away from the conversation with Negan, being frustrated and feeling with with Negan telling him to just give up already. You've already lost. Then we see in the preview for next week, Father Gabriel is back. Uh, we see Daryl and Dwight. We see Tara and Rosita. Then we see, finally, Maggie. We also see Eugene. We see more of Negan. We see Carol quickly. We see Enid. And most importantly, most importantly, next week, we will have... Joe Dirty Lock's back. So that is our episode recap of The Walking Dead this week. Definitely a good episode or, excuse me, a good episode by the standards of the show right now. Whether it was a good episode in all definitions of a good episode of television is a different discussion altogether. And I don't think compared to other shows, it was great. But if I'm judging it by all the episodes in season seven or eight, I would say this is one of the better episodes of season seven or eight. So by the Walking Dead definition, it's, there's some side buttholes mixed in there. So it was a little, yeah, well, let, less stupid, I'm going to say, well. Uh so let's go to the voicemail in the phone lines here. And first of all, I know uh I know Jay's been waiting a little while, so let's get Jay on the line. And uh here we go. Let me make sure this works. I was going to I was going to tell you to uh wait, are you on? Wait. Now you're on. I was going to tell you yeah, to say huh? I was going to tell you to say who you are and where you're from, but we know we know who you are. Welcome to the show, Jay. How's it going, buddy?
2: Hey, what's up? Um couple things. I saw Michonne of uh in Black Panther finally yesterday. She was really good in it. And uh did you hear that Lauren Cohen might be Leaving the show?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. She signed on. I forget what the show's called, but she signed on to do a pilot, I believe. I don't think it's picked up yet, but she signed on to do a pilot for another show that they said has a, pot- okay. has a potential to be picked up. So if she gets that show, I, I definitely could think she could move on to other things, which I kind of hope she does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hey. Yeah. Oh oh yeah, and so do you think she'll die this season? Yes, because I think it was uh, something to do with her contract or something.
0: Yeah, I definitely do. I think she's she's having problems with the direction of her character and having the problems with what she's making right now. So I do, unfortunately, I do think Maggie's going to die this season or disappear in some way maybe a time
2: they they, I mean if they were going to do it like this they should have just killed off Maggie instead of Glenn
0: or inst- or instead of Carl <laughs> like uh, but, but but whatever
2: but I, yeah, I know, but I never, I never, I don't know. I didn't care enough about the other characters in the show to stop watching the show if they had killed them. Very. I didn't care enough about Glenn to, like, I haven't watched the show since then.
0: So, yeah, the, so you haven't watched the show since the Negan's introduction. So, but you've missed the worst part of the show. So, you stopped watching the show at the exact right time. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jay, always, always awesome to talk to you, buddy. Talk to you soon. All
2: right, later.
0: Good to to hear from Jay. And let's listen to a voicemail that we have from our good buddy, Patrick. Uh, Pat, so here we go.
3: Hey, Phil, what's up, man? I just sent you a link. Uh, It's a drinking song. It's from some of my friends from Boston. Uh, Yeah, it's a drinking song. So you might want to play it
0: later. Nice. I don't think I got that, but I will make sure I play it on the next show, Patrick I will definitely play that Hannibal so here we go let's start to wrap things up huge thanks to everyone in the live motherfucking chat tonight for joining us for this episode of the walking dead recap like I said Joe and I will be back next week I'll also have a video with Joe coming midweek sometime about his thoughts about this week of the his thoughts about this week's episode of the walking dead and if somehow that doesn't happen we'll have Joe talk a little bit about it at the beginning of next week's recap and then the following week The Walking David will be back joining me in a guest hosting role we might have some other guest hosts throughout the season loved having Nick loved having Tony on last season and hopefully I will have them back at some point to talk about The Walking Dead as well Uh, but I definitely want to get David on to talk about a bunch of episodes this season And I'll also be on very soon to talk about some more stuff in the next couple of days. Not sure. Make sure you let me know whatever your request is, buddy, for a Super Chat donation. And let's go to the live motherfucking chat one more time. Uh, Atari Dad says she didn't know she was leaving at the time Glenn died. Uh, very true Maggie figured out later gossip Jay. it is a little bit of gossip I like the gossip time I have no problem with that just recycle the cast Maggie wants more money too bad you're fired there's too many ca- and I will add to your comment Mike there's too many cast members already Mike says aren't we all high we're watching some fucking I'm gonna add more to Mike's comment again look who we're watching are, are, aren't most of us aren't most of us a little high or taking a few sips of something at this point in time and that's why I appreciate all you motherfuckers the live chat and then some of you some of you all even extra special i just want to hug you our patrons our fops and all you guys that check out our reviews whether they be in the podcasts or the video live streams. and If you are someone that listens to just our audio casts, definitely think about coming to check out the live streams right after the episode airs so you can check out and join in the live motherfucking chat and maybe call on in. But even you, if you're listening to the podcast a fucking year from now, Feel free to leave a voicemail about something you see or something we do, and if it's much much later, tell us a time, tell us a timestamp in the podcast, and we'll be cre- We'll uh, we'll return your comment on the next possible show. So, and I also mentioned this earlier, but we have a new podcasting host so on Podbean, so you can find our podcasts there right now. You can also start all your Amazon <laughs> shopping. Sorry, I can I can only do I can only do so much so much of this. shopping. <laughs> Phil, do yourself a favor, uh, quit The Walking Dead. Joe and I have talked about this a little bit before, and this is what our opinion of The Walking Dead right now. Okay, so everybody, the live stream for the review is over with. This is a little bit of an after show. Oh fuck! Oh no! Don't do it. Don't do it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. If, this, if you want to watch no more of this, here we go. It's over. It's over. If you haven't already enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Share it with a friend. If you're listening to the podcast, share the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a comment if you're listening to us on iTunes. Even if you're not, if you like what we do, jump on iTunes, leave a comment. It'll help our podcast spread out. Spread, spread those legs of listeners. Help us keep growing. It's more important than ever. And the easiest way for us to be helped out is by you. Bringing in people you think might like our show, sharing it, telling other creators to have us on, whatever. By us, I mean me, me, me. And me. But yes, thank you. Talk to everyone later. Okay. Do myself a favor and quit The Walking Dead. Joe and I have talked about that a little bit, about whether we'd quit The Walking Dead and doing reviews. I think, ultimately, that we wouldn't completely ever stop talking about The Walking Dead till it went off the air, or one of us. And hopefully it would go off the air before we died. But... <laughs> but ultimately, but we are getting pretty old either way. If the walking dead is on, we're going to talk about it one way or another, but it may not be the best show for us to waste a Sunday night doing a live recap. Basically what Joe and I have said is we're going to watch the walking dead through next season, the first half and, or maybe even all of season nine, but basically the first half of season nine to see how the show feels with a new showrunner to see the direction of which it's going, and if we feel even i like I said, I enjoyed tonight's episode. I thought this was one of the better episodes of The Walking Dead, but I would be fine talking about this episode midweek with Joe instead of a recap and doing whether it be you know make getting drunk and making fun of the Oscars tonight or something like that. I wouldn't have minded doing that, but the Walking Dead is something we've done here for a while. So if after Season 9, Part 1, Joe and I have the same sort of feel about it, basically what's going to happen is we are is we might do Walking Dead recaps on Sunday nights. Sunday nights is still going to be the same time. We're still going to podcast the same time every week. But if there's something else we'd rather do that evening, if it's Westworld season or something, for instance, or something else, is on on that Sunday night time slot, which a lot of great shows are on, we may do something else. And The Walking Dead might be something we talk about as part uh, later in the week. Or we may talk about a few shows on Sunday night, not just talk about The Walking Dead. Talk about two or three shows. Talk about The Walking Dead for half an hour rather than doing a full two-hour recap and fill those two hours with talking about other shows that we watched that week that we never get a chance to talk about. Joe has his list of shows he, him and Katie watch every week that I don't watch. Stephanie and I watch shows that, jo- that uh, Joe and Katie don't watch, like like the CW horrible fucking CW superhero shows or, or broke Gotham. So what we might do eventually is have Sunday nights just be the Sunday night show when it's not Game of Thrones or not something like that and just not talk about The Walking Dead for the full two hours. And get a few couple of Joe rants in about the episode and call it a fucking night. But we do hope that The Walking Dead surprises us in this back half season, in season nine, and forces us to be like, no, we need to talk about this show. This show's fucking awesome. But if it keeps going in this direction, it's not even that it's horrible. It's just that I don't really care as much anymore. And it's not something I feel like I have to watch live when it's on and talk about right afterwards. Because holy shit, what just happened? So, it would be more fun to talk about several shows. So, we'll see how that progresses. Like I said, nothing's going to change for this back half season, and nothing's going to change for the first half of season nine. It's just after the first half of season nine, we're going to, Joe and I are going to talk and decide what we want to do moving forward with The Walking Dead. So, Tom, daily random movie reviews. Funny you say that yesterday. I was going to do a daily random movie review. I've been edgy to do a review of The Big Lebowski. Joe and I were going to do it a while before, a while ago, but one of our friend or we dealt with a family matter, and not not the TV show Family Matter. We didn't. We're not going to do a Family Matters review. Not yet. Did I do that? Um, but uh, is The Big Lebowski. I I keep I like it's seeping out. I just watched it again recently, and I and I enjoyed it again. It was almost like watching it for the first time. So I'm eager to do a random review of that. So who knows? That might be the next thing I do, or maybe even do it behind behind the guise of like a top X amount of things you don't know about, or or top top ten fun facts about the Big Lebowski or something, and then make it a review slash video like that. I don't know. Uh something i've been working with so sorry, i'm looking in the live motherfucking chat i do blood sport and keep you on that blood sport oh blood sport on the uh, the U- the youtube thing i haven't got a chance to watch that but tim uh, actually suggested suggested that said i should try to get on there at some point i have not watched it yet so i have i have no point of reference but but uh, it's funny you've mentioned that Tim also uh, in the live chat right now suggested something about it. I should check that out and see if I can try to get on there. That'd be awesome. I'll definitely check it out and see uh, what that's all about. Bum 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 bum. bum. I'm always down to, uh, as people know, to come visit other places if they uh, <laughs> if if they want me. Let's see. The- Mm -mm -mm. so no i'll definitely check it out i like the name that's a fucking awesome name it's not some place i could come in lightly from with a name like that i'd have to fucking go in fucking go in fucking high energy fuck but yeah i'll definitely uh definitely check that out so uh so yeah so let's start to i'm gonna just wrap things up because no one wants to hear me babble right now i could just keep babbling and babbling and babbling Try. Oh we got we got we got one more. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see what let's see. Let's see. Jay, Jay's calling back in. Let's see what Jay has to say. I think I probably probably no probably. Let's see, Jay, you are, oh no, I didn't I didn't push the button. Push the fucking button now, so sorry, Phil. I'm trying to push the button. I'm just fucking drunk. Push it. You're back on. Hello? Jay Hey, what's going on, dude?
2: Hey, yeah, I just I had a suggestion for your Sunday night show. And a question. Do it. It's kind of of a, how about the, you know, remember that time you did an FOP stream? Yep. Since like you don't, like how about on days where you don't really care about a show or you don't have a show to watch or whatever? You just do an FOP stream and let everybody talk about whatever they want.
0: That was definitely something and I would.
2: We could talk about *The Walking Dead*. We can end up talking about uh, *Game of Thrones*. Although I'm, I'm, I don't really want to hear people's thoughts about *Game of Thrones* for the next season because I'm not so sure that's their thoughts, or they know spoilers and they're just spoiling the episode for everyone and disguising it as, J- "Oh, this might happen now."
0: Jay, that, that's <laughs> so, the, that's and, an interesting. Uh, when that... is
2: isn't, isn't the next FOP stream supposed to be this month?
0: um i i know Uh, i did uh uh, it's coming soon though i will be doing another fop stream and i am down to do something like that on a sunday night when nothing else is going on that would be that would be a lot of fun i did have fun on the last fop stream but uh and i wish you and i wish you were there and i would definitely love to do one that you were able to make it on jay so that will be coming at some point soon and i'll make sure i let you know before we do it so, but but what you said about Game of Thrones, I want to touch on that for a second. So you don't watch any Game of Thrones preseason or anything now between now. You're 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 ignoring everything because you don't want to potentially be spoiled.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Y- yeah, no, because like, I don't I don't believe these are people's thoughts. I believe people have read shit online or have like seen leak episodes and and like or they've. Watch someone's YouTube video that has seen the leaked episode or something like that and, and they just know the answers.
0: Fair, fair. I, and, and honestly, I I don't blame you. I, I'm i not sure if that's the case right now, but I don't blame you with la- with what happened last season. It's part of why I avoid some of it last because I feel like as much as I enjoyed parts of last season, I knew too much about what was going to happen. So it took away some of the excitement that I might have felt for some of the shit that happened, you know?
2: Yeah. Plus, I've seen like some of the headlines of people's YouTube video, and like some of the headlines are like, even if it's a guess, like their thing is like they're pressing to the point where if what they guess actually happens, I don't want to keep watching the show. Like I saw a headline that said, "Will Arya die this season?" Well, not if you want me to keep watching a goddamn show.
0: <laughs> awesome stuff, Jay. Always great to talk to you, buddy. Hope you have a good night. We only got a few minutes left on the phone line, so I'll talk to you soon. Later. Later. Good. Good to. Good to talk. Good to talk to Jay as always. And yes, we will definitely be doing another FOP stream soon, and I can't wait to do that. And lots of love to Jay. And and I. I definitely hear Jay with what he's saying about that. I. I mean, for me, it's more about like I said last season. I. I can't help myself. If I know spoilers are out there, I'll search them out. So right now I'm trying to put my head in the sand a little bit. I don't want to look at any set photos. I don't – and I already know one thing about a set photo thing that got – just – it was in my face so I could not not see it. And I'm not going to talk about it right now. But I I just don't – I don't want to know anything. And Even knowing that one thing, I'm like, fuck. I don't even want to know that one thing. It's why when I get to my Game of Thrones off-season stuff, I'm going back and kind of going back to basics because there's a lot of people that will be coming in on Game of Thrones that have never watched it before in this first season. I mean, in this final season or they'll be binge-watching it at the beginning or or something, so I'm going to kind of go through each character's story up until the point of the final season. And eventually I'll do a predictions video like right before the season starts eventually once we get like a date or something like that in the trailer and all that kind of stuff. But I don't want to get into the Miss Cleo prediction thing. One, because like Jay said, I don't want to be right. And I also don't want to look and search out photos and make assumptions on set photo stuff and shit like that right now. I just, I my interest in watching the show as a fan, which ultimately the reason of doing this podcast is because I'm a fan of what I'm watching or I hate what I'm watching. I need to bitch about it and talk or talk about it and share the excitement with others. I need to personally not look at spoiler stuff as much as I can because I have no fucking chill because I have no, uh, Ability not to once I get there, once I once once I get a little piece of something, once I eat one piece of chocolate, once the bar is opened, I need to eat the whole bar, I need to engulf it all. So if I stay away from everything, I'm fine. So yeah, that's my shit. Please, Phil, don't do a season, a season, uh, Game of Thrones season eight talk. Don't worry, broke, not going there. I just mean in general. I mean, eventually I'll get there, especially once we get a date and start getting trailers and shit and all the, like, the pre-hype for Season 8. And, of course, when I do my season, my character uh, profiles, the Cersei one coming probably sometime in the next two weeks, uh, it will be called Game of Thrones Season 8 Cersei Recap or something like that. Uh, But... (laughs) But I won't actually be doing like any real prediction or, or leak season eight stuff until we start getting some actual set photos. Uh, when we get the first photos, I'll do photos. I'll do the photo reaction, trailers, all that stuff. But I don't want to go by any of the behind the scenes photos or the set the set leak photos and shit like that. Fuck that! I did that last year. To, in a and it definitely affected my viewing experience. I'm not going to do it this year. Bam. I am. I'm a baby. Man, man, baby. Yup. Still living in my mom's basement, Mike. 40 year old virgin sitting in my mom's basement. Mike says G- George R. R. Martin is my gardener. He showed me the scripts. Gabe wins a winter. winter. Way too big. Didn't read it. So it's on my coffee table right now. <laughs> Kumate, 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 motherfucker. And yes, the Cersei talk is coming. And I can say right now, during our Cersei video that we're doing, and hopefully Joe will be involved in at least some of those, um, if not all of them. Broke, <laughs> the broke black man ninety four will be. Uh, will have a little video in there talking. A little bit about his uh, his relationship with Cersei. I don't even know what it's going to say. I just asked Broke to make me a little video or make me a little something about his uh, appreciation for the character of Cersei Lannister. So, uh, so we'll see what Broke comes up with. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yes, Tim's excited. The first one is Cersei. I gotta find my list of all the rest of them. I had the the order of which we spun the wheel to decide what the character order would be, but I do know Cersei's first, and I think Urine is second. But we'll get to that. So yeah, my m- mom's telling me to take out the trash. You're right. You're right, Mike. <laughs> mom's saying, fill, "Fill up, fill up. It's time to take out the trash." Don't make me hit you with this bong. Oh, my goodness. Mom, I'm sorry. Philip? Yes, Mom? Um, I don't know. How can I not make this creepy? I don't think there's any way not to make this creepy. Okay. I'll try not to make it creepy. Philip? You want to watch Ninja Turtles? Um, yeah, Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Powers a half shell. No turtle power. Fail up! I really like that Michelangelo. Can we get a pizza? Mom, I never thought you'd ask. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember when Phil was a Nickelodeon as a kid. Him and, him and his twin sister, Lil. <laughs> Dude, uh, she is. She'd appreciate it. Atari dad. <laughs> she, she'd, she'd laugh if it was about someone else. She was still around. She had a sick sense of humor. Where do you think I got it? Oh my goodness. Mmm, pizza. She did almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. Love you, mommy. This <laughs> is so everybody thank you so much for tuning into this live show really do appreciate it really do love you guys in the live motherfucking chat you guys are awesome thank you everyone in the super chat donation tonight and on the, let's see wait push this do it touch it i need some pizza yeah I do so here we go and let's play a little bit of this one i'll talk to you guys next time later Welcome to Uncle Ketchup Couches. Come sit on Uncle Ketchup Couch. All on my lap. Touch it. (laughs) Booyah, (laughs) say, (laughs) Brazil. To Tom. Pizza and the pussy and a lot, a lot of pizza pussy. Pizza and the pussies. It's funny how a shot takes a trash character out of the actor. <directement pseud cartoons> yeah, it's it's funny, yeah, of funny it's uh, <laughs> that happens to happens the trash character, the trash stops the suddenly that talking like that. D I mean I can definitely end there, but I I wasn't prepared to shut things off, so I need to put on some more music right now. I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. I am definitely an asshole. It happens though. It I mean we can be assholes all we want. <laughs> What just happened? It just all ended. What's going on now? Don't have to worry, get your
2: shit buddy. Don't have to worry, get your shit buddy. Don't have to worry, get your shit buddy. Don't have to worry, get your shit buddy tonight. Tonight.